0: and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally.
1: Matthew. Uh, Oh, sorry.
0: It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
1: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
0: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes
1: rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you. And I know it's because you care.
0: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to the Gina Gardner and Friends Show. I'm Gina Gardner, and I'm joined today by Wendy Lee. She's an amazing lady, an international influential speaker, A transformational life coach and author. And she's been the lead singer of a top 40s band. My goodness me, what an eclectic mix that is. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you, Gina, for having me. We've already had some early conversations and I can't wait to dive in.
0: No. So before we get started, I think it'd be really helpful. We're going to be talking about leading a life you love and the importance as a leader of leading yourself. How did you get to this place? Give us a potted version of of how you got there before we dive into uh, the rest of
1: the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question because, you know, we all have a journey and I love to learn as well of other people's journeys. So I basically started not in the leadership category in fact, if you asked like the 20-year-old self, did I consider myself a leader in any aspect of my life, it would have been a very firm no. Right, I was very shy. I didn't know how to interact. I kind of just melded into anything that was going on around me, whether it was at work, in my relationships, in business. I felt better when somebody else was telling me what to do, and then I could just do it because I hadn't really found the true essence of myself, but I was a hard worker, right? So anything I lacked in self-esteem, I made up in hard work and effort and it paid off. I eventually moved my way through the corporate world and um, found my way into human resources where I spent two decades Um, climbing the corporate ladder, and eventually reaching the level of senior vice president of human resources, which is a really big deal, especially the company that I was at. There there wasn't any, any other women that had reached that group. But there was this strange thing that was happening. I had all this success, quote unquote, in my corporate life, but I was struggling in my marriage. In fact, I was going through a divorce. And it was like, how in the world can I be so successful in one area of my life and not in the other? And the funny thing is that, you know, in life, there's things that happen that help us to pivot. I'm from the South, so I call it a getting hit over the head with a frying pan moment where it really gets your attention, <laughs> right? Right. The universe certainly has a way of doing it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, I probably had some whispers and some little nudges before that, but sometimes we're hard-headed and we're stuck in our patterns, and I just didn't realize it. So really out of frustration and surrender, I was like, I I put my hands in the air and I said, something has to change. And I found myself um, getting connected with, a transformational life coach, and on a retreat. And on that retreat, I learned about the concept of masculine and feminine energy. And guess what energy I was almost at full blast in? You know, I think it's
0: so common for um, women leaders to believe that actually they need to behave like less hairy men, (laughs) rather than recognising that when they are in their feminine energy, they have so many resources to call upon. And I would say to many, if you're listening, Feminine and masculine energy is not about feminine and masculine gender. It's about whether you're in left brain thinking, which is logical, but it also tends to deal with either or and catastrophize. When you're in a right brain, which we tend to ascribe to feminine energy, you're in solution mode, creativity, empathy, relationships. And so I think, you know, some, there's so many, times when it's modeled that being aggressive Mm -hmm. is the same as being assertive, for example. And I would say that they're
1: very, very different. But anyway, do carry on. Thank you. Yeah, I I love that you brought that up because it's true. And basically, there's, you know, both spectrums, like I I call it the uber masculine, right? Or the unhealthy feminine, we need both but when we get too far in either direction whether we're a man or a woman then we're not living kind of in that balance and it doesn't mean that it has to be 50 50 it just means that you have access to that energy when you need it we need the masculine energy the masculine energy is kind of the container right it's the structure that holds so that we can feel comfortable and safe and free to express ourselves, Like you said, be creative and come from the heart. And when you turn those pieces off, you definitely are not showing up in a way that everybody can benefit from. Because I know, even though it's not probably talked about as much, my male counterparts, which I was one to many, I was usually very often the only woman in the room, especially the higher up in the ladder I got. Yeah. They're just as burnt out as we are. So this bringing in your compassion and your um, connection versus you know being uh, competitive and collaborating and all those things, everybody can benefit from that. And so I just started on this crusade for myself. I was like, oh, I think I figured it out. I'm the common denominator in all of these situations. Yeah. We certainly are.
0: We're yeah. going to go for a short break, but when we come back, one of the things that the moment that that I am passionate about and I've been really interested in your take on it is – The thinking that's got us to this place, and if you look around the world that we are in in, uh, quite a mess, really. But the thinking that got us there isn't going to be the thinking that gets us out of there. And for me, it's about being an enlightened, a conscious leader that's going to make the difference. And I'd like to explore that whole concept with you when we come back after the break.
1: Over the years, buying gift cards for loved ones has grown in popularity. Unfortunately, it's also become popular with scammers. You may get a call or an email from somebody pretending to be a family member in distress, or even the IRS. The scammer will ask you to go to purchase a gift card, often in the thousands of dollars. He'll then ask you for the number on the back of the card, and if you don't give it to him, it will threaten your family members, may even threaten you with jail time. You can contact the Consumer Protection Division of your State Attorney General's office, and they can help you determine whether you are being scammed. These gift cards can only be
0: used to buy products and services from the issuing retailer. They cannot be used to pay bail, your taxes, or court fines.
1: If you receive a call or email asking for payment by gift card, know that this is a scam. Help spread the word. Help stop the scam. I'd do anything for you, dear anything for you me everything to me i know that i go anywhere for
0: your smile everywhere yes i do anything
1: anything anything for you
0: for anything on your pet's wish list pet anything for pets welcome back so I've got a very strong idea of what I think conscious leadership is, but what would you say conscious enlightened leadership is? And why do you think it's important? Or do you think it's important? Yes,
1: I I think it's very important. And I think that's why you and I have crossed paths. Because when we're in that energy, you start realizing, oh, there's a lot of people floating up in this energy of wanting to be a thoughtful, conscious leader. And I think that, really, we can only stay the old way so long, Mm -hmm. right? And it works when it works. And then when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I feel like, especially over the last couple of years, we've all experienced the universe is trying to get our attention. Like we have been there, did that, got the t-shirt, you know, the saying, yeah, we're on this more thoughtful because it, Nobody can sustain that hustle culture, that getting energy, like I need to be with you because I got to get something from you versus how we can serve. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, and I'll just speak for myself and for women just because that's who I work with, but it, it really is for everybody. Sometimes because we haven't learned how to, we feel like we have to give to depletion. That's not conscious leadership. No. That's-
0: Self-care first and foremost. You know, they talk on the airplanes, don't they? Put your own oxygen mask on first.
1: Yes. And that's really what this is. But we've been taught, and again, especially since women, that it's selfish to put ourselves first. And, and you know, in in in, in true form, we're caregivers, right? A part of our nature and who we are genetically built and nobody can sustain that i i say that it's neither sexy nor sustainable and when you start with yourself first it's self-ish meaning you make yourself a priority so your mental well-being your mental health learning about yourself learning about your past understanding that your reactions and your um behaviors today have a lot to do with things that maybe you need to give a little love and compassion to that you've been through right because when we do that we clear that generationally back and the path forward and it just starts with us and part of it is like can it really be that easy it's that easy and it's actually that difficult yes (laughs) But I
0: want to just I just want to backtrack for a minute, particularly about this issue of being selfish mm-hmm. if you put your priorities first. And one of the the models that I use with people is if you imagine a jug of of water or whatever your tipple may be and you start to fill glasses and that jug, um, which has a finite amount of liquid in it, it will soon run out, it will run dry. But if you imagine that jug under a tap being filled up and you're able to use the overflow Mm. and the tap is consistently on, you're never going to run out. And I think women particularly have been conditioned um, through their childhoods that it is selfish to think of yourself first. And I think if you're talking about self-love, I think we need to make the distinction between being self-love and self-indulgence. So self-love is about looking after yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, it's not about indulging yourself in a donut, um, you know, consistently or I being fed up, right. I'll go and buy a new handbag or, um, you know, I'll sit and watch the telly rather than taking a bit of exercise on a consistent basis. Because if you really love something, mm-hmm. whether that's you or a member of your family or your pet or your garden, you look after it, yeah. you really nurture it. And I think we've got to realise that nurturing yourself does not mean uh, self-indulgence and stepping into your genuine power is nothing about having dominion over other people because when you're in your genuine power, you want the best for other people and you nurture them.
1: Yeah, and that's the reflection. I mean, you said it so perfectly, Gina, because when we do that, then when we step into relation with anybody a relationship with anybody because our perception of ourself yes has really gone back to its core its root yes because right? we're just we're just disconnected from it now when people come in front of us we're going to see and take them in differently because we see the world of how we feel about ourselves And I feel like that's really the root of all of this. Yes, it starts with us, but then it creates this curiosity, right? With the people around us like, ooh, I want some of that. Mm -hmm. And then it just splinters out like light. And this is how we change the collective consciousness, It kind of starts here and then we move forward. And then all of our relationships are richer, they're deeper, we're connected, we're not on this side and you're on that side. And even though we're going to have judgments and thoughts and things, because that's how it works, we have tools now and we have the ability to say, is this really true? And maybe we just get curious with one another and have these conversations that's what leadership is about that's what leading is it's not the old paradigm as somebody's up here i'm down here and you know there's this big expansion between where you are and where i am we're all like we're all in this together right <sighs>
0: You know, it's interesting. I've worked with many companies, uh, and some of them have been very successful before they start. Before we started working together, some of them have been, been in, in really challenging situations. But the one common uh, pattern with all of these is that once the leaders had taken responsibility, and I talk a lot on this show about radical responsibility for how they show up moment by moment that makes the difference in terms of their business. But so many businesses start by looking at profitability and they may make short-term gains, but it's not sustainable because they they create a culture which is so destructive and toxic um, and people don't have any ownership of what's going on, that they become disillusioned, their productivity goes down, their health isn't great absenteeism, and they leave.
1: Yes. And
0: I think, you know, we were talking before the show about the need to do things differently. Mm. I think it was the Dalai Lama who talked about the um, the future success of the world is in the hands of the Western woman. And I think that to a large extent may be true. I'd like to just slightly alter that. I think mm. that the, the future is in people uh, engaging uh, fulsomely in mm. their feminine energy because yes. I th- I think men have had a, a bit of a um, well in one sense that they have had um, free reign for, for, for thousands of years but I think they've had a bit of a bad deal in the last um, few decades and this is about we've got to work together we've got to look how collectively we can make a difference and if we don't start doing it soon we're going to be in deep trouble aren't
1: we? yeah I mean, we've gotten the the warning <laughs> oh, we have we've gotten the warning, right? Now it's up to us. I love that you use the word responsibility, radical responsibility. I kind of look at the word responsibility as response, yes. Dot ability. yes, the ability to respond changes everything. Yeah. And if you haven't taken the time to go back and cultivate, your side of the street, and look at what's coming up for you, you're going to respond in default patterns. So you're going to see things as a threat, and you're going to see things as a conflict until you get it right here with your heart, right? And then you have a different ability to respond, and then you take responsibility for that. In for me, page. the way that uh, that I see, it, you know, the, the research shows
0: that 95% of most people's uh, reactions are habitual. There's cycles um, of behavior thoughts, behaviours, emotions, and so on. And then somebody says something, for example, in in a tone of voice, and it triggers that person because it sounds like a critical parent or a critical teacher. Yes. They bite back without even thinking, which triggers the other person. And before you know where you are, there's a full-blown row. But when you take radical responsibility, it shifts it from you being reactive Mm. into proactive. And you then actually have an active choice in terms of how you deal with it, how you respond. And that's power. That gives you opportunity to Do things differently. Um, We've got so much more to talk about, but we've got to go to a short break. So don't go away. Lots more around leadership and how you, as the leader of your own life, whether you are um, the leader of a multi-corporate business, a multi-level corporate business, or you're the leader within your relationship or within your family, or simply that you live on your own um, and that you live in a vacuum and you're leading your own life, Becoming the leader of your own life is a mix. It's a game changer. So don't go away. Hi, we're the Oak Ridge Boys. Scammers steal billions of dollars from unsuspecting people every year.
1: We are working with AARP's Fraud Watch Network and the Department of Justice to keep you from being a victim of fraud. They have vital information for you, they will help you get in touch with folks that fight fraud every day. Go to aarp.org slash Network. Where are you headed? I'm uh, just going to hang out. If any of your buddies ever pressure you to take a drink, just tell them you promised your dad you wouldn't. I promise. Love you too, Dad. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Welcome back. So, Wendy,
0: I know you're working with people and that you're the author of a number of, uh, of books. Talk us through what you're doing with people and how that's making a difference.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, I've so enjoyed this conversation. It's like I feel I'm getting animated because it's so it's so important, right? Yeah, I'm and, and, and we have the ability and the chance right now to make a difference. You know, that was part of why um, I decided to leave the corporate world. I didn't leave the corporate world because the corporate world energy was bad, right? Mm -hmm. I had already changed within the corporate world. And that's what we need to take on is wherever environment you are, it's not about just escaping and then doing something else. So that's why I wanted to have a bigger audience. Being just in the corporate world and working for someone else, I wasn't able to do that. So what I'm helping right now is I, I work with women. I do have some male clients, but primarily women and it's my preference is that it's in a group setting there are some one-on-one coaching but there's something about when you can witness other people you know because so many times as women and just raise your hand if this is true for you it's easy for us to take things on on our own it's easy to isolate it's easy to feel like I'm the only person, and I better not speak up because you know, social media makes everybody's life look a hundred every single day, right? And so we tend to do this. But when you get into a group setting and you bring up these issues of how is your past affecting your decision and your choice of today? How are those default patterns coming in? What can you do like? I have not figured out the formula or the magic pill for that default message to come in. But what I do do is I get curious and I'm like, first of all, is it true? Mm -hmm. 99% of our thoughts are big fat liars. They mean well, they want to keep us safe, but it's not the truth. And then second, curious. I wonder why that's coming up and how am I showing up and what is my part in this? Where the old model is, oh, this person is making me feel this way, or this boss is is making me feel this way, or this partner, whatever it is, right? It's easy to target people, but when we get the responsibility and we bring it in, and it's so needed because we're just on autopilot. And the people that are at the top, whatever that might be, whether they rule by, you-do-what-I-say kind of old mentality, or the opposite, it comes from the same energy. It still comes from the same wound, but it just manifests itself in a different way. But we both parties still have that little sense of, am I good enough? Am I being an imposter? Will people like me? I don't care which side of the spectrum you land. That's the core of it. And that's what I really help Um, particularly women with let's get deep down I'll hold that safe space you're in good hands Um, and we can do this together because I can't see what's in me and you can't see always what's in you so having a neutral supportive party is very helpful because once you start excavating you said it it's easy right but it's hard it's it's easy and feels simple but that's why it's called work you got to put a little effort into it and you are worth it we are so worth it absolutely so where can people get a hold of you yeah so there's several ways that people can get a hold of me um you can follow me on facebook under wendy lee on instagram i'm lead her Revolution and on LinkedIn under Wendy Lee. And um my website is leadhershiprevolution.com. Brilliant.
0: Now we're very proud to be
1: members of B1G1,
0: Buy One, Give One, which is an amazing global organization that has projects all the way around the world on a whole range of um themes education, health, clean water, uh, the environment, helping people to become self-sustainable, a whole range of things. And it's been set up to support the power of giving in business. Mm. It's a wonderful organization because every penny, cent, dollar, yen, whatever it is, goes to support these projects which are well vetted and you know that your money is going to what you think it's going to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the same time, it's great business because um, you can demonstrate that you have a a social conscience. We donate on behalf of all our guests to one of four projects and we Mm -hmm. periodically change those projects. But at the moment, it's clean water, education, um, the environment, and supporting um, a project in the Ukraine with young people. Mm. Which of the four projects would you mm. like to donate to on your behalf?
1: It, it's feeling like the support
0: for Ukraine right now. Okay, and we will donate to that project on your behalf. And just to remind listeners that we donate uh, meals uh, for the hungry based on the number of people who listen to the show. So please listen and encourage other people to listen to. Just by listening to the show, not only can you help yourself, but you can help other people. So we're pretty much at the end, Wendy. I'd like to say a huge thank you uh, for joining me. We could have carried on all evening, I'm sure. But I would say to you, all of you who are listening, is you are the common denominator in your life and you have an active choice if you choose to make it. Every decision that you make has consequences. And often it's when we don't make an active decision and we just let things drift that the consequences are the most far reaching. So why not take the opportunity to really look at your life and audit what you're doing and to look at those parts of your life which are working and those which are not and decide to take some action. If you want some help, email me at gina, gina, at genuinely-you.com. That's gina at genuinely or go and look at the website of the same name. All it remains for me to do is to say a huge thank you to Wendy and i thank you to you, the listeners. I'd love to hear from you. Um, do take care and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to Genuinely-U.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at Gina at Genuinely-U.com.